Franchises have been taking over Hollywood for the last couple decades. And, you know, it's getting to the point where there are really some franchises that just need to, frankly, go away. And uh, Jess and I are going to dive deep into our top five franchises that should end on episode 56 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. And I'm another one of your hosts, Jessica Quaz. Yeah, Jess, recording my first episode in my new apartment in the Windy City, Chicago. Ooh, congratulations. How does it feel? Uh, Awesome. It is so nerdy in here. If anyone follows me on Instagram, you'll see posts throughout. DVD shelves are up. And I bought a toy hoverboard just because that's what makes me smile, opposed to, like, adult decorations. So <laughs> it's it's awesome to be out on my own again. If any longtime Entertainment Buffet fans are out there, I'm living with the actor Joe Mangles, who starred in Pizza Delivery and some other projects. So it's a great, fun time. And, uh, yeah, long time coming, coming back to Chicago uh, ever since I moved away back in 2015. I can't believe it's been that long since you lived in the city, because when I left the city, you were still living there, so, like, in my mind, you were just still there, you know? Like, that's the last place I saw you, that's where you're at, and, like, no, well, you've like actually two to three times a, <laughs> Like, two to three times a week, I was there, <laughs> that's the thing, like, I pretty much was living down there for the most part, but yeah, it's, that's, that is funny, yeah, you did leave in 2015, God. Three years. <laughs> right? A lot has happened in three years. It feels like a lifetime. Time is a weird thing. Time is a weird thing. It's really weird. Let's not uh, get into that, because that's just a whole let's... portal into my mind. And just, this is a light podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, as I said in the cold open, we're going to be talking about big movie franchises that should end. Uh, and, uh, yeah, before we get into that, um, let's kind of dive into, uh, Jess, um, what have you been watching lately? So as like the last few episodes, I've been watching mostly like TV than movies, but I finally saw a movie we've talked about many times and that is Justice League. Oh God. Finally watched it. (laughs) It's on HBO now, for those of you who want to see it. Um, I oh, forgot, no. Brandon, have you actually seen it yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay, I thought you didn't, but we've talked about it so many times, I couldn't remember. Um, okay, you don't need to see it. You don't. Like, you, you cannot see it. That's fine. Um, I will say, like, it was not as bad as I thought it would be. But, That's what everyone says. But, but, <laughs> but, but, my expectations were so low that it's not like that achieved much by, like, just not being as bad as I thought. Like, that doesn't mean it was good. It just means it wasn't horrendously bad. Well, okay, it wasn't, like, horrendous. It, it was kind of horrendously bad, but it wasn't as horrendously <laughs> bad as Batman versus Superman. Like, 
it definitely is better than Batman vs Superman, but again, that wasn't like a hard achievement. Um, it's fine. It's not good. It's not terrible. But again, it's not good, so it's kind of bad. But not as bad as I thought. It's just whatever. It's whatever. Um, I thought it was super cheesy and kind of weird. And, like, the CGI, like, looked like blown-out CGI. Like, it was not good CGI, which really took me out of it. Um, But one thing I noticed in watching it, it's so strange because, I mean, I'm not the biggest comic book fan, especially DC comic books, but, you know... Batman and Superman are supposed to be, like, the leads, right? They're supposed to be, like, the number one for the Justice League and, like, that franchise. But what's so weird is in this movie, they're the least likable. Like, Aquaman (laughs) is, is fun. Wonder Woman's great. The Flash is really, like... The Flash was funny. Like, he had me laughing. Like, Ezra Miller's The Flash is actually surprisingly really good. Um... Cyborg was actually surprisingly great, too. Like, they're all great. It's Superman and Batman that were insufferable. Like, Henry Cavill is, I don't know, he's very pretty, but he can't act. Like, we need to stop trying to, like, allow him to act because he cannot do it. Um, And Ben Affleck is just, I can't, I can't deal with that man. But So, like, (laughs) that's what's so weird about the dynamic of the Justice League in this movie is, like, they are terrible. Like, the two main guys that you're supposed to care about the most are the worst. Um, And so that really was getting to me. Plus, did you see on the internet how they, like, CGI'd Henry Cavill's face? Did you read about that? Uh, Oh, yeah, I heard all about the infamous (laughs) CGI mustache. It's so bad. It's really bad. But, like, I will say, it's funny, like, you're kind of hating on Henry Cavill, which is fair, because, like, from what I've seen in, like, Batman vs. Superman, yeah, like, he's not doing that great, but it's, I'm trying to blame, like, the direction and the writing. But, like, apparently, like, people have said, like, he looks good in the new Mission Impossible movie, and, like, he was great in that, uh, the Man from Uncle movie. So, yeah, I just really wonder that, like you said, if it's, like, his talent or just, like, the work uh, he's been given but also the fact that, like you said, the two people that are supposed to be the keys to the Justice League, it's supposed to, like, the Trinity is, like, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman, and if you don't like two-thirds of them, that's 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 a bad ratio. <laughs> yeah, it's really problematic because their storyline takes up, like, the most of the movie, too, so it's like, I just, I couldn't deal with them i wanted to while they were on screen like i wanted to see more of cyborg like i was waiting for them to get off screen so like someone else could come on like it was just yeah so like i think it was the casting i think that henry cavill has a fantastic superman look like he looks like someone who is superman but i don't think he acts like someone who's superman i don't and ben affleck's batman like uh, <laughs> Uh, it's rough it's a rough time it's a rough time so yeah Justice League like I said not good but not (laughs) (laughs) but also not Batman versus Superman so it's like a solid C minus you know a a solid C (laughs) minus Uh, (laughs) minus okay good Um, yeah uh, Justice League uh, like you said with it being on HBO like I almost considered watching it but i don't know it it, it, it batman versus superman was very painful um 
And like some people are like, it's not as bad. I'm like, yeah, but just because it's a, a shit with perfume sprayed on it doesn't mean it's not still shit. Like, uh, I'm sorry. Like, it's I, I, I just have a feeling if I see it, I'm just going to hate on it because like they literally DC Universe had such an opportunity with these movies to do something different than Marvel. But they tried to copy them, but rush it and they flubbed it and put wrong people in charge that they shouldn't have. Well, we can, we eventually will have to do an entire episode examining a lot of the decisions they're making with this DC universe, and I have a feeling we're going to talk a little bit more about that later in the podcast. Yeah, just they announced a Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. <sighs> um, <laughs> at least they're only spending like fifty million. I heard on it, and like not like three hundred million. But I'm really hesitant. Anyway, so some other things I've been watching is like mostly TV shows. Um, so I watched, uh, Sharp Objects, which is, like, the new HBO show. It's a limited series. It stars Amy Adams. It's really good, um, especially if you like mystery, horror, like, things in the vein of Gone Girl, like, because it's by the same writer. Uh, it's, it's great. I really like it so far. It's kind of like a slow-burning show, and we're only two episodes in, um, but so far I've really enjoyed it. Um... I've also watched The Sinner, which is, I don't know if you've heard about it, but it just was put on Netflix not all that long ago. Um, I have not. It's really good, like really, surprisingly really good. So it was um, a USA show that premiered, I think, like this time last year, and it was like one of those shows in an attempt to like make USA like more prestigious, because they've really just been known for like, um, Law and Order reruns and the show that Meghan Markle was on. Like, that's it. <laughs> um, and so it was sort of like their attempt to, like, brand themselves as, like, a very serious network. Um, I didn't watch it when it came on, but it got more traction because Jessica Biel uh, was nominated for an Emmy for it. Um, and those nominations were just released not all that long ago. So, like, that's sort of where... I paid more attention to it than it got on Netflix, and since Handmaid's Tale just ended, I needed a show with a strong female lead. This is a really weird, long-winded explanation on how I got to watch a Jessica Biel show. I just needed to explain <laughs> myself, because it's like, it's like Jessica Biel. Like, no, I'm sorry, she's like really, really good in it, but like, no one ever really takes her that seriously. So again, I just needed to explain like why I watched a Jessica Biel show, but it's really good. And if you like, like, gothic horror with a, with a mystery, like, super good, um, sort of, again, in the vein of, like, Gone Girl. Like, it's in that style. It's, like, really dark and heavy and intriguing. Um, and then on a lighter note, because I've been watching some really heavy shit, apparently, um, <laughs> I finished season three of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, it's amazing. I think you would actually really like it, Brandon. It's, like, a original comedy musical and it's so well done and just like really tackles relationships and mental health like in a really honest way while also making it really funny and entertaining so it's great uh it's all on netflix and then the latest newest show i watched was who is america which is sasha baron cohen's new show have you heard of this I've heard of this, and yeah, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I've actually seen bits and pieces of, uh, like, 
like probably like a handful or so episodes and it's definitely one I've been wanting to sit down and possibly binge if possible because what I saw I definitely I think Rachel Bloom is hilarious and I love uh, I've heard a lot of podcasts with both her and the other showrunner uh, Aline Brush McKenna I think is how you say it mm-hmm. um, and yeah they both are hilarious and um, I'm really curious because I think they say the show is like wrapping up in the next season or so like, where they plan to go uh, to end that show, but also, like, with their careers now that that show is over and they have, like, more, like, fame under their belts. Yeah, they're both, like, super talented and just so original. Um, The ending of season three is really good, but really unexpected. Like, totally just threw everyone for a loop. So I'm really curious about where season four is going to go. And yeah, it was announced that it is over at the end of the season. So I have no idea what's going to happen, but it's great. I think it's one of the most original shows we've had on in a while. And I mean, there's some really original shows too. So this is a lot. Um, But yeah, Who is America is Sasha Baron Cohen's return to our lives, so to speak. And (laughs) he's up to like his same old, Shasha Baron Cohen stick of like fucking with people in the most crazy way possible. Um, it's a wild journey. Uh, there's only been one episode so far, and that was insane. A- just absolutely insane. Um, so it got a lot of viral attention because a few days before the first episode released, they like released 10 minutes of the episode. Have you seen those 10 minutes, Brandon? I have not. It's wild. Like, it is so (laughs) crazy because he, like, without giving too much of it away, he, like, poses as an Israeli gun activist who wants to implement a program in Israel called Kinder Gardens. And it's, like, or, sorry, Kinder Guardians. And it's, like, introducing, like... Instead of arming teachers, like, arming children. God. And he gets, like, all of these, like, Republican, like, actual congressmen, like, actual politicians and NRA members to just, like, agree with him. Be like, oh, this is a great idea. Like, we should totally implement this in America. Like, it's just, like, and he's just totally fucking with them the whole time. And those ten minutes are, like, insane. Um, and so the show got a lot of attention for that and for other, like, political figures who have, like, come out and, like, freaked out over being a part of their joke. But, like, I also feel like he's being partial. Like, it's not just, like, he's only making fun of Republicans. He's making fun of every politician. Like, Bernie Sanders is also in the first episode. So it's, like, a weird sort of commentary and massive prank on our country but in a way that is on both sides and like I feel like that's kind of why I really like it too because like a lot of time in comedy it's one-sided mostly it's a side I agree with so I'm not complaining all that much (laughs) but like (laughs) but like it's kind of refreshing to see like yeah both sides can be made fun of like we can all take a joke well, except the Republicans, yeah. they freaked out over it, so I guess not. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bernie Sanders did not send a tweet about it like Sarah Palin did. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> wow, so it definitely seems like you've been watching uh, probably a lot more than I have. T 
TV, yes. I feel like you typically watch more movies than I do as of late. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a little behind. Uh, I actually haven't been watching that much just because I've been kind of dealing with uh, moving. And uh, uh, as you probably heard from previous episodes, at the end of June, we had four shows of our uh, sci-fi fantasy theater show, Out of This World. So, like, that wrapped up. I moved kind of getting settled um so i've really my movie pass has been getting some dust on it and i did watch all of season two of glow have you been watching glow at all jess no i have not i keep hearing really good things though uh did you see any of season one or just you haven't seen the noon one i think i watched the pilot but oh wow that's it (laughs) yeah but that was sort of it i didn't i don't think i got any further than the pilot Oh, I think you'd really like it if you keep diving in. Um, yeah, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, uh, Glow Season 2. I thought it's it's really going in some, like, goofy directions. Um, I They kind of set up where things are going next season, and I'm really interested to see how the show progresses. Because, like, the real-life Glow show only went, like, one season. It did not last that long, but since they're like kind of just basing it off that and not necessarily following the true story i'm curious where they kind of take things uh with these characters especially uh yeah so that's kind of like the shows i've been watching and movies i've i'm in the middle of watching vertigo uh the alfred hitchcock one i have never seen that um Interesting to say the least. Um, I'm gonna wait to fully judge it until I watch uh, the rest of it. I think I have about like a half hour left. Uh, but an experience I definitely want to bring up, and I'm even gonna plug this place. So I saw my first movie at the Music Box Theater in Chicago. Um, did you get to see stuff there when you used to live here, Jess? Oh yeah, I love that theater. That's a fantastic. You wait, you had never been there before. I know. <laughs> no, like no one really like. I don't know, invited me to see something there or, like, when I lived there before. And then, like, the last few years I've been meaning to and just it never could work out logistically. So my roommate and I went and saw they were playing on film uh, Mad Max Fury Road uh, at the Music Box, which I don't know your opinions on Mad Max, Jess, but, like, I had only seen it once. Frankly, uh, the person I was viewing it with uh, kind of, like, ruined it for me. We were watching it at home and it just, it. <laughs> I wonder I who that was. <laughs> it was definitely not someone that I lost half of everything to. What a uh, mystery! <laughs> hmm. But basically, basically, she was uh, like kind of a wet blanket watching that movie with, and also seeing that movie the first time on a small screen and not the big screen. So I'd kind of not enjoyed it as much and i thought it was also because like the movie just didn't do it for me but i was like you know what i'm I'm gonna see it on the big screen like how it's supposed to be seen and holy shit it was so much fun on the big screen especially in the music box like we were in front row this gigantic theater um and like there's even part where like they kind of fucked up the film reels and it like jumped forward 30 minutes and then they had to like fix it and go back uh (laughs) that's really funny because the same thing happened when i saw 2001 a space odyssey there like five years ago like they did the same thing they're like oh whoops we're gonna take a quick break whoopsie they didn't even announce anything they're just like you'll wait Well, I'm glad you finally got to experience that movie on the big screen because it is amazing. I I loved it. I saw it in theaters. I actually think I saw it twice in theaters because it was just so epic. Like, 
with the sound and the visuals. Just, oh, I love that movie. Yeah. I think it's great. I think the issue was, like, so often we bring up on the podcast, like, expectations. Um, I had waited until it it was already on DVD and Blu-ray, and uh, it had already had got, like, a bunch of awards, and people had been talking it up like crazy. And so my expectations were really high. Um, but this time I went into it, like, totally level-headed and uh, just wanted to have a fun time with my friend. And, yeah, it was... Because also, I guess my thing was, I felt like some people took that movie, like, a little too seriously. Uh, like, they're like, oh, this, this, this. And I'm like, all right, like, it's just a movie, like, let's be real, with amazingly awesome action sequences with real stunts and stuff. Like, let's just, like, laugh in a fun way, like, how ridiculous this is. And, like, that's how everyone in the theater was. Like, it's just, like, crazy shit. Like, we're just, like, cracking up and, like, I don't know. It's It's a wild movie. If you haven't seen it, Try to find like a there's always theaters around cities that have like old screenings of stuff and maybe see it on a big screen or at least like a biggest TV best quality you could find because it was certainly entertaining. But um, after a long winded what we've been watching lately, Jess, uh, yeah, (laughs) maybe we should move on to our next segment um, still to be titled better. uh, The hypothetical nerdy taste for din uh for dinner tinder uh jess do you have a possibility after uh last uh last episode you gave me a scenario where there was a lady with six cats named after the cast of friends yeah uh, but first <laughs> can i say like the title was different last episode i feel like we changed it again we need to okay if there's any yeah. listeners who are listening and they've come up with a great title like Please let us know, because we're really struggling here um, to, like, just perfectly encapsulate all that we want to in the segment of hypothetical yes. tin. See, I feel like hypothetical Tinder is weird, too, because there's so many different ways dating nowadays, too, like dating apps. So, I don't know. I was thinking I had I had a one that I came up with, which is, okay. is it a match? <laughs> like you, are you like Tinder? Okay, it's not that good. It's not that good. It, it's not that it's bad. I just I, I don't know. I to be fair though, some people gave me shit because I'm not the best at titles, and they're like like one of my close friends who's read a lot of my scripts when we were doing the 48 hour film project in Chicago was just like, oh, let's name it this because Brandon loves to just name a bunch of plot things involved in the title, and I was just like, shut the fuck up. It is. Very true, but still harsh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we're going to come up, for those who maybe didn't listen to last episode, Jess is going to give me a scenario of a person that uh, is totally made up, does not exist, um, where some weird quirks can be involved, but also something based sort of off my movie, TV, nerdiness, slash tastes. So, like we said, girl... Last week, totally, uh, she said, was normal, except for she had six cats, and her apartment looked like it was straight out of the 90s, and her cats were named after Friends characters. Would I go on a date with her? And I said, yeah, I'd give it a shot, but I would be careful of those cats. (laughs) Okay, so... And I would love if you give this person a name, this made-up person. (laughs) Damn, I came up with a... Okay. You're swiping, you're swiping along in the old tin... You know, <laughs> swiping along, and you you stop for a second, and you notice this super cute redhead with glasses. Her name <laughs> just so happens to be Ariel. 
because that's <laughs> what I thought of just okay. now with the red hair. Ariel, super cute, red hair, glasses, super cute. So you're, like, super intrigued by this photo. You click on her, and you you read her bio. And her bio reads, Proud curator of a Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus gawking Reddit community. Slide into my DMs if you want to be the L to my M. Would you slide into her DMs? <laughs> what, what an innuendo, though. Would you slide into her DMs? She is obsessed with Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth, which, by the way, they're not still together, are they? That's how yeah. behind I am on like, yeah, dating they gossip. They are. They've they are been, together? They've been on and off for like a decade, so I think <laughs> as of now they are still on. Um, but Ariel would know because she's... She's she's also like just pause for a second because I feel like you really downplayed her. She's not obsessed with them. She's the proud curator of their gawking Reddit community. Like that's very. She's very proud of that title. She's very proud of Reddit and everything. And that's all the bio says. By the way, there's nothing more about her work or her life. It's just like, gotcha. You know just that so okay. would you swipe would you would you slide into the dms <laughs> slide into the dms okay hmm nothing else in the bio huh Shoot. is there anything else you need to know i i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to swipe left on ariel uh, i i I don't know, proud curator? That, <laughs> that like it's, uh, I wonder on what level, uh, not just uh, obsessed with like their relationship, but also just like celebrity gossip slash stuff in general. So uh, sorry, Ariel. You may have red hair and glasses and be cute, and, but uh, I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little uh, hesitant. <laughs> I'm so proud of your answer because I was like really concerned that you'd be like, <laughs> Who doesn't like Liam? It's fine. Like, no, so, Liam good. is like one of the uh, one of the worst Hemsworths. He is. The, yeah. No. He. I think I, the Westworld Hemsworth is better than Liam. I do. Yeah. 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 Do- Dollar Store Hemsworth is better than Liam. What is his name? <laughs> it's a joke that jo- Josh Sibley and I, when we did our Westworld podcast back, in like it was like episode like twenty one or something, we called him Dollar Store Hemsworth. He is. I love that. <laughs> oh my god! I've always just called him the Forgotten Hemsworth, but Dollar Store Hemsworth is so much better. <laughs> he is a Dollar Store Hemsworth. He is. Liam. <laughs> Even though, like, it was just a character, and I don't know it was based off books, I couldn't stand his fucking character in uh, Hunger Games, Team PETA all the way. And, yeah, I just, like, he's, like, that stereotypical, like, tall, obnoxiously, annoyingly handsome guys that I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, don't complain about anything. <laughs> I agree. I think he's, like, just one of those guys who's, like, and, I mean, some famous women are like this, too, where it's just, like, one of those celebrities who is just really pretty and like that's what gets them everywhere like he's not a good actor very pretty face not much behind that and after he, uh independence day 2 i could just never Yeesh. deal with him again no Yeesh. yeah so yeah 
Well, it's a swipe left on Ariel. We got one swipe right and one swipe left so far on uh, this new uh, now uh, every episode segment um, that we still need a title for. Please tweet at us at Entertainment Buffet or email us, leave a review. What should we call that segment? It's going to involve hypothetical Tinder swiping that nerdy slash things pop we're culture, annoyed by. Like pop, pop culture. culture. That's all yeah. encompassing because I wouldn't say it. Well, I did put Reddit in there. So I guess that's kind of nerdy, but we, you know, we don't want to limit our, our, our stuff, you know, so pop sure. culture, Tinder pop culture. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to call this gentleman, um, so Diego is has big arms, <laughs> like real big arms. He's got suave hair, you know, he, he knows his way around the gym, he's uh, polite and well-spoken, but he... In his bio, he thinks that the Empire... He thinks Empire Strikes Back, the twist with uh, Vader being Luke's father, is one of the worst, most overrated movie twists of all time and cannot stand it. So, he's got all the looks, but he thinks, Luke, I am your father. He thinks it's awful, and you cannot convince him otherwise. So, I don't necessarily mind that he's like not the biggest Star Wars fan but if he's gonna like put that in his Tinder bio that's <laughs> kind of psychotic so that means like he's psychotic. really really passionate about hating this one very specific thing that doesn't really affect his life so that's gonna be a pass cause like this sound like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's not much hesitation. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because like, first of all, I don't agree with you. Like on that, like if I don't agree, if like I love Empire and you don't, like that's one thing we can like not like the same things. But if you're like dark passionately against Star Wars, I mean, like I can't really deal with that. And just like, yikes, that's a lot of aggression towards a film, you weirdo. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, no. Even though he's nice and whatever, like, nah. He's got the big arms, he's polite, all those things. Just too aggressive with Star Wars. And, like, what, <laughs> what are you hiding? Like, if you're also, like, really aggressive about something like Star Wars, what else are you super aggressive about? Like, I don't know, yikes, I don't know. <laughs> so Diego gets the left left swipe. Yeah. Is it a match? Uh, <laughs> Tentatively uh, named, is it a match? And we got to say it like that every time. Is it a match? <laughs> Short ones. It is so funny how many, like, no offense to girls, but how many girls have, like, an office quote or say they want to look for their gym to their Pam. Oh, fuck, uh, you guys do that all the time. Do you know how many guys I've seen be like, I'm just the gym helper looking for my Pam. It's like, okay. See, I at least switch the shows. I at least switched the shows. I said, because it's more accurate to my personality, I said, I and the Sean Spencer or the Jake Peralta looking for my uh, Juliet O'Hara or uh, Amy Santiago. So, like, because I'm more goofy looking for, like, that girl that deals with the goofiness but is also, you know, intelligent. What are those references? Who are those people? Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the show Psych. Okay, two shows I've never watched. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine, you need to get on like pronto. I know, I keep especially if you, that. especially if you like Office or Parks and Rec. Same creative team. Let's move on to the meat of the podcast. Our 
uh, subject of the episode, which is big movie franchise that should end. So uh, opposed to doing a top ten each because that's that's a little excessive. Jess and I both have five picks that we're going to discuss. So Jess, uh, do you have yours in a ranking order? They just like five. They're kind of in a ranking. Yeah, they're sort of. I don't. Well, yeah, they're pretty much ranked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, so I can. Let's go ahead and kick off with your number five movie franchise that should end while I start putting mine in order. Okay, so disclaimer, I absolutely loathe that this franchise exists, but it's my lowest one because, well, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. The world at large disagrees with me. Um, so my number five of franchises that I think should stop is Jurassic World 2. Is it The Fallen Kingdom, I believe? Um, yikes. Okay. Yes, Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Okay, so, again, like I said, like I think it's terrible, um, but not everyone does, because as we're speaking, it's already made over $1 billion worldwide. It's currently oh. the number three movie worldwide of the year. Um, no. So that's a lot of money, a lot of people going to see this dumbass movie. Um, look, I, I think as a society, we all need to recognize that we are better than watching dinosaurs fuck shit up for two hours. Like, we've done it enough. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> like. I don't know. I don't understand. And I feel like the original... I, I, when I'm saying Jurassic World, I mean, like, Jurassic World. I don't mean Jurassic Park, because I do like the originals, the first one, like, definitely. Well, so this is excluding those. This is just, like, my gripe with the f- reboot, if you will. Um, well, it's, it's uh, like, just because we want a franchise to end doesn't mean we haven't enjoyed things... In the past, we just think that they need to stop trying to continue that franchise. So, yeah, definitely you can say that you've enjoyed parts of the Jurassic franchise, but uh, you're definitely not liking the direction of where the new movies are going. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree with that. Like, actually, all the franchises I'm talking about, with the exception of sort of one, like I've enjoyed pieces of it, but I think it's past its, its prime and it needs to calm down. But, yeah, I think... Jurassic World, like, the first one I saw when it first came out, and I thought it was utterly ridiculous. I did. I didn't... I didn't find it entertaining. I thought Chris Pratt was, like, really obnoxious. I thought it was, like, the most obnoxious I'd ever found him to be, because I typically kind of like him. But, like, yeah, it was just... Like, his character was overblown as, like, ooh, and macho, and funny, and stupid, ooh, dinosaurs. And it was just like, okay, calm down. Go away, please. Um, I thought Bryce Dallas Howard was one of the most obnoxious female characters I've seen in recent years in a movie. Like, like literally, she would just follow and do whatever Chris Pratt said. She's running around in fucking heels the whole time, which is totally unbelievable. Like, that was really, like, the most unbelievable part is, like, <laughs> she's running around in heels. Like, absolutely not. Um, I actually, like, in the interest of being completely transparent, I did not see The Fallen Kingdom um, because 
no, just I was not. But I will say, I was looking forward for it to come out so I wouldn't have to keep seeing the trailer because the trailer <laughs> was just like everywhere. It was everywhere for months on end. And it was just like, okay, we get it. More dinosaurs. Like, oh my God, they're being so destructive. Oh my God. Um, I will be honest, I didn't think it was going to make as much money nearly as it did. I didn't think it would be as successful because I didn't think the first one was that good. And the second one, this this latest one, based on the trailer, just look, looked like it was more the same, but even more cheesy and campy and weird. And I just do not get it. I think it like boggles my mind to think about how much money this stupid movie made. And like I said, like, we're all better than this. We all, we're smart, capable people who deserve really good plot lines. Not like, oh no, the dinosaurs, oh no, let's try to stop them, oh no, like, stop. But yeah, so, it doesn't matter what I'm going to say, because the third one's already in the works. I think it's going to come out in 2020. So there will be another one, and it's going to be Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard again, and... Um, I'm probably not going to see the third one. Eh, it's probably going to make a disgusting amount of money, and I'm still just not going to understand it. I don't get it. So, I want it to end, <laughs> but like I said, a lot of people don't. It's going to make a ton of money, so I don't understand. Yeah, I, uh, I remember seeing Jurassic World, you know, back in, like, 2015, and I'm like, oh, that was kind of fun, you know, and then going back and rewatching it and being like, oh, wow, yeah, no, Chris Pratt's character is obnoxious. Uh, if you want to hear more details on that, there is a Film Tweakers episode that I did with Bethany Duber where we really examine all the flaws in that movie that uh, really could have been good if they tweaked some things, but what they got was, yeah, it's... We get it, dinosaurs. Like, it's... It, it's, it's never... And, like, here's why, and, like, this is something I'm going to bring up with probably some other franchises, is it's never going to be as good. Like, the first Jurassic Park movie is never going to be surpassed quality-wise. And it's not because, like, it's, like, the best movie ever made and it's untouchable, but it's untouchable because it was so groundbreaking when it came out as far as the effects and uh, how good and realistic the dinosaurs looked and all of those things. But... The thing about it is we have had, uh, and this is going to be something we bring up a lot, so many summer blockbusters with uh, massive CGI effects, all of which mostly look worse than the first Jurassic Park movie. But the fact that we get big spectacle stuff like almost on like a monthly, bi-monthly basis and multiple times in the summer months... It's not that big of a deal. We've seen dinosaurs. We've seen Pacific Rim where there's giant robots fighting monsters. We've seen Godzilla. Like We've seen so many giant CGI battle things that it's not... like Unless they come up with a good, solid story for the reason with the dinosaurs, it's not going to be good. So that's what kills me. Is like Jurassic World is basically Jurassic Park. And it sounds like... I heard a lot of people compare this to like Lost World that it's very similar in that uh, that they just bring the dinosaurs to land and there's, like, shenanigans and whatnot that, yeah, it's zero interest in seeing it. Um, I know there's some out there who are probably going to defend it, but I 
I have plenty of other movies I would like to see before I see that one. Like, sure, I have Movie Pass, but I don't know if I want to spend two so hours seeing that on the big screen when I could be seeing something else. Well, I think you bring up, like, a really good point. That's something that I think, like, really boggles my mind, is there are a lot of, like, really big spectacle CGI movies, but their stories are good, and, like, their quality and, like, acting or all around the whole package is good. So, like, I figured that with this Jurassic World, the market would be so overly saturated with, like, good CGI movies that it wouldn't do, like, that financially well. And I was wrong. And I just don't, I don't understand, like, like you said, like, there are other movies you could be seeing or spending your time and money on. I don't understand why so many people did it for the one that, like, looks really basic and really, like, kind of boring. I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, in the world where there's movie passes and now different theaters coming up with their own version of movie pass, maybe just a shit ton of people saw it that way. Or, you know, people hadn't seen the other one since they saw the other one in theaters and they had good memories of it. Maybe they didn't rewatch it and realize all the flaws with the first Jurassic World. But uh, so we're going to jump over to my number five uh franchise I believe should end is Pirates of the Caribbean. This is a series that uh, we most recently this last year got the fifth installment. Uh, I've seen the first four. I did not see the fifth one. Uh, It's been staring at me on Netflix. Like I, I put off seeing the third Pirates for years and only saw it within the last year or so only to be pretty disappointed in how it was i was like oh maybe time will pass and i'll forgive it no it's bad pirates of the caribbean i really love the first one i think there's some things to be forgived uh, about in like the second one but then as we said third one was awful fourth one was well haven't seen it since i saw it in theaters back in 2011 so go to show how in a hurry i am to rewatch that one uh but this fifth one ooh, it just looks rough Johnny Depp is old, and plus there's been lots of things out in the media about, like, his off-screen behavior, and uh, it just, it looks like such a franchise that's on life support, that they they spend, like, sure, Pirates movies have made, like, billions of dollars for Disney, but this is a franchise that there's a reason why there was, a, like, a six-year gap between movies is because... They couldn't figure out a good way to do the story, and it looked like they tried to do some weird things with uh, Dead Men Tell No Tales, but it looks bad to me. I I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it. And honestly, I think the reason they should end this is because, like, the Jack Sparrow character, I think, should just go into our memories as a fun thing we saw years ago, and we can remember that character, but we don't need to see more adventures with him or any of the other characters. Um... It's really hard for me to say that because I love the pirate genre and Joe and I are doing a pirate comic book. Like, I love pirate stuff. Um, I love the first movie, the the, the score, the action sequences, the um, like some of the crazy side characters. Like, it's fun. It's like the fun kind of not too serious summer blockbuster. But... It really went downhill fast, and uh, I don't have any interest in seeing where the rest goes. I 
think that if you're going to do a Pirates movie, it shouldn't be Pirates of the Caribbean. It should be just a totally different franchise like that show Black Sails or other things of the pirate genre. But this particular franchise, Pirates of the Caribbean, these characters need to finally like lay to rest. So I actually saw the fifth one not all oh that long ago. Um, I will say I didn't hate it. Um, I didn't see the fourth one, though, which I heard was kind of disastrous and, like, a total departure because, like, isn't, like, like, Keira Knightley and Orlando Bloom's characters aren't even, like, mentioned. Like, it's just, like, its own sort of weird thing. Yeah. I didn't see yep. that one. I thought that was... I, I personally think it should have ended at three. Um, but I will say for five, like, the way that they brought in the story of the, like, original three with, like, the present day, like, Jack Sparrow was really good actually like it kind of worked out really nicely and I think like it needs to be done after five because it was actually like a pretty decent bookend like they they actually wrapped up some of the plots like you didn't even realize weren't wrapped up from the original three and like now it's good now it can be over like now we have closure (laughs) it's cool like it's done and you're right like Jack Sparrow was like a beloved character but that was 10 years ago plus like 15 years ago because the first one came out in 2003 and it's like yeah we can move on from him like we get it he was cool but you're right like Johnny Depp is also super problematic now and like I don't need to see more movies with him in it in the first place let alone pirate movies well and just I remember seeing in like the trailers like him with all that makeup on and running around and then like there's a joke where like he's not doesn't have pants on and I'm just like what? Who? What, why did they spend all this money on this? Like, it's, this is just—they should have just let his character go and done something else. But yeah, it's—it's it's a franchise that needs to go, and they need to contact Joe Mangles and myself to give them an idea for a better television series or movie franchise uh, that they can base off of our comic book. Because <laughs> what a shameless just... plug! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm not actually plugging anything because we don't uh, we, we don't have our site up yet. But seriously, like I bet there are tons of other writers or uh, creators out there who have ideas for different things with a pirate genre opposed to just rehashing this series that should have died when the fourth one happened seven years ago. Uh, or uh, yeah, uh, it's like six, six, seven years ago. But no, they have to keep bringing it back. So, uh, Jess, what is your number four uh, for movie franchises that need to end? So my number four is really interesting because when we were first coming up with this episode idea, this was, like, not even a thought. This was, like, not on my list. And then Deadline announced that they were doing a reboot. So my number four is Charlie's Angels. It's coming back, y'all. Who asked for that? Like, who is demanding a Charlie's Angels reboot? Not I. Um, (laughs) Like, uh, Like, I mean, I'm sure most of you listening know that, like, Charlie's Angels was a TV show back in the day, super corny and campy and of the time, and amazing, like, amazing. If you've ever seen some of the original, it's, like, so cheesy and so fantastic. I love it. Farrah Fawcett was a queen um and then they did 
the movies, which I actually really enjoyed, like with Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu. Um, also, Justin Theroux is like in one of them. I think he's in the second one, and Sam Rockwell's in the first one. Like, so those are fun and campy, and like doesn't take itself seriously. Is comedic, like is paying an ode to the original by being cheesy and campy and overblown with his action. Like, the movies are great. Even the sequel was really fun. Like, it wasn't as good as the first one, but sequels really rarely are. Um, It was super successful, too. Like, I mean, Brandon, you've seen those movies, right? Those Charlie's Angels? Yeah, I, I, it's been a long time. Um, The first one I've seen most of, I think, and then the second one I've only seen snippets and action sequences but i was just a not a huge fan of the director mick g <laughs> mick g oh my god he used to work on the oc which was how i first uh knew of mick g because he was like a producer on the oc and i used to be so obsessed with that show but then you're right yeah mick g did the sequel which i always forget um but yeah anyway like this those two movies were pretty successful pretty well liked but we're also like what early 2000s like they can die there and be done. Like, it's fine. Yeah. So, like, I remember seeing some of the action sequences, especially in the second one, and, like, the cutting and, like, all the, like, crazy stunt thing. And I'm just like, what? what is this? What is this trying to be? Uh, like, besides just, like, over, like, kind of, like, sexualized three hot actresses, like, going on missions. Like, what, what is this? Is this like supposed to appeal to everyone is this just for like dudes that are like yeah bro like hot chicks doing cool things you know like what i I don't know uh it's it's it was rough the first time when i saw clips from it and uh yeah i they're doing a new one though you said yes so I think one of the things that's interesting about the Charlie's Angels show was, yeah, like, the way you just put it now, it it is sexualized, and it is, like, you know, weird and corny, and, like, three females is supposed to be for men, is supposed to be females, whatever. But, like, the show first came on, let's see, in... 1976, when there weren't a lot of, like, really badass female characters on television. So, like, for the TV show, super groundbreaking. For the movies in the early 2000s, we didn't have a lot of, like, female action movies. So it was, like, kind of good to have it back then. But nowadays, in 2018, we have plenty of female characters that are fucking awesome. We have more stories that can be told, original stories that can be told, and we don't necessarily need another Charlie's Angels, but we are getting one. Um, so one thing I will say that actually does sound good about the movie. I have a joke. <laughs> what is your joke? Especially because you love the Bechdel test. Uh-huh. The, ti- the, title, the title doesn't even pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> <laughs> a You're movie about so three women. Right. The movie about three strong female leads doesn't even pass the Bechdel test. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, that's another thing. That's a really good point, because while Charlie's Angels back in the day was, like, again, somewhat groundbreaking, nowadays it's not, because it's just three women doing whatever a guy tells them. And it's like, okay, yeah, they're kicking ass, but, like, some weird, creepy old guy told them to do it. So, like, who, this is so strange. <laughs> like, we don't need it now in this age of feminism. Again, when we have 
awesome, badass female characters, and we have many more potential ones to come from original stories or stories that are rarely heard. We don't need this, but we are getting it. And like I was going to say, one thing that does sound kind of good about it is the cast is great. Like, the three angels they have are Kristen Stewart, Lupita Nyong'o, and Naomi Scott. Naomi Scott's not really well-known, but she's the girl who played the Pink Power Ranger in the latest Power Ranger remake, and who's going to be playing Jasmine in the Aladdin uh, reboot. Mm. This girl's all about the reboots. Now that I'm listing her filmography, (laughs) oh my god, honey, like, find a... Like, all about the reboots, Naomi. But, um, yeah, like, that's a good cast. Like, the three of them together, I would love to see them together. I think those are three really good actresses. But, like, put them in an original movie. Put them in, like, a different action movie. That's not Charlie's Angels. Like, why why are we doing Charlie's Angels again? Like, let's just appreciate it for what it was in its time and leave it at that. We don't need another one. We really don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, uh, like you said, not interested in revisiting that franchise. I think it should be left in the past. And um, all, all you have to do is take those three actresses and come up with a different story, not including the name Charlie or his a- Angels, and just have it just be three female spies. And there has to be no justification for why they're female or like like just do it. Um, like like you said, take all the stuff that you're gonna do and just take Charlie's Angels name off of it and don't make it connected to that in any way, and come up with an uh, an original plot and it'll be fine. Uh, like we're not saying don't do spy movies with females being badass. Like just why does it have to be Charlie's Angels? It doesn't seem necessary. Exactly. It's like I want those type of movies. I want like to see women fighting and doing really cool stunts and stuff like that. But like. I want to see that in a different story, something new, something fresh. Plus, like, let's be real, they're not going to have a bomb-ass Destiny's Child song like they did in the second one, Independent (sighs) Woman, hello. Like, you can't top that. You cannot top a Beyonce song on your soundtrack. Just don't even try. Just don't even try. Sure. (laughs) Oh, God. So, uh, my number four franchise that should end is uh, the Terminator franchise. Um, Jess, before I get into my... How many Terminator movies have you seen? I have seen a lot of them, actually. But I also find most of them to be forgettable. So I... Like, I know I've actually seen a lot of them, but I couldn't tell you, like... Like, I saw the last one with Amelia Clark. Gotcha. So I have seen the original two... Um, and I did not see, uh, Rise of the Machines, the third one. I did not see the one with Christian Bale, the Terminator Salvation, also directed by Mick G. Um. (laughs) Wow. What a guy. (laughs) Um, nor did I see Terminator Genesis with Genesis spelled, uh, weirdly. Um, yeah, there's a reason why is because. I feel like Terminator 1 and 2, they covered all they really could with this plot device. Sure, Terminator Salvation sounded interesting because they were actually going to go to the future of John Connor and show you, like, that perspective. But 
I heard it was awful, and of clips I saw, and like it, it's known for the infamous scene where Chris, or the infamous behind the scenes thing where Christian Bale yelled at a crew member, and yeah, I. I don't know. I I feel like, especially after Genesis, they're like, oh, we're bringing Arnold back and we're we're doing this and uh, we're uh, putting a new person as Sarah Connor. Like, they're not expanding the universe in any way. They're just kind of rehashing things. Like, apparently in Genesis, there was, like, an Arnold versus Arnold fight, like the old Arnold and the new one. And I was just like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, what? what is this accomplishing <laughs> from a story perspective? Like, it's, that's what's hard when you bring time travel like they did into it is what? They go back and a robot comes after them and they stop the robot? Great. Watch the first two. Like we don't, <laughs> we don't need to see this uh, universe anymore because there are so many different ways you can go with time travel or the the idea of like these cyborg things or cybernet or like all these things that I, I just feel like the Terminator franchise. Like I'll never forget the like Terminator Genesis. The main reason I didn't want to see it was honestly the marketing department. They gave away, like, the twist in the trailer about John Connor being, like, a Terminator or whatever. Um, like, Jason Clark's character. It must not have been good because you I know, you like I said, puzzled. most of them are forgettable. Yeah. I think that happened. Yeah. They, they, well, they gave it away in the trailer. That's right. So okay. That's, that's why I was like, why would I see it? You told me. You told me the big thing. And, uh... Yeah, it's it's just it's rough to even watch the clips or the trailers of the new things. I think there's nothing you really can do with that story that hasn't already been done. Just give some writers something else that they can do with time travel with cyborgs. Uh, hell, you can still do it with Arnold, but like something else. Like stop rehashing franchises that like should have ended in like the eighties, nineties, and try to keep bringing them back like for like 20 30 years later it's just uh, enough there's nothing new you can bring to the story so that was my number four is the terminator franchise well i like i said i do rem- I, I know i saw that but a lot of it is super forgettable so i don't remember like all the details but i remember it ended in a way with because of the tri- time traveling aspect of the story like, everything that came before it is, like, null and void. Like, you can just totally, like, revamp the whole thing. Kind of like how X-Men um, Days of Days Future, Future Past just, like, rewrote the whole situation because of time traveling. They sort of did that, where, like, they're now free to do whatever the hell they want. And, like, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know if that means, like, they're going to do whatever the hell they want and just start over, or if, like, because this last one didn't financially do so well, they're just going to be, like done but i think they should be done i think they tried and failed and like we don't need it anymore yeah i totally agree um so yeah jess what is your number three movie franchise that should end so my number three is actually one that i used to really enjoy uh my number three is saw um I have to admit, I have seen every Saw movie, all of them, 
it was quite the undertaking, but I did it. And it was, <laughs> it was actually recently because I had seen the first three when they had come out. And then I binge, essentially binge watched all of them this past Halloween. Cause I do like 31 days of horror and in it, like I knocked out like over a week by just watching saw movies. Um, it's really weird. Um, there's no confirmation yet that there will be another one, but if you guys remember, they just released Jigsaw, which was like the pseudo-prequel sort of slash continuation. It was interesting. I didn't actually finish it because I kind of got bored with it, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I will say like the first one is amazing. Like we were saying about how there's certain pieces of these franchises that we actually do enjoy. I really enjoyed the first one. I will actually go as far to say the second and third are also really great. Like as a trilogy, the three of them are really good and you can just stop there and pretend like none other exist. But what's interesting is that the eight of them that there are, like, the plots are very intricate in how they all connect because they all connect in a really weird way. Like, some of them, like, a piece of one movie will be in, like, the middle of the next movie. Or, like, they all connect in a really intriguing way. But aside from that, like, the acting is really campy. Um, towards the end, they would just have, like, literally whoever they could, like, be in it. Just, like, grab someone off the street and be like, please just be in this Saw movie for us, thanks. Like, um, and, yeah, it just got to be the same thing over and over and over again. Just, like, weird torture porn of just, like, seeing people, like, be ripped apart and, like, blood and guts. And, like, it just got to be a lot. But I did watch all of it. So, um... Yeah, so, like, we just got Jigsaw. There, again, there's no confirmation yet if there's going to be a Jigsaw 2. There have been rumors that this will be sort of, like, the new way they'll embark on the franchise is not do Saw, but do Jigsaw, which is real <laughs> extra. Like, that's a lot. So, hopefully, like, it's over and it's done. Um, if no one has seen the Saw movies, again, I would actually highly recommend the first one because the first one actually started off as an indie movie like a lot of horror franchises like the purge and paranormal activity the budget was extremely low for saw and it bloomed into such a money bubble so it's just interesting to see the journey from the beginning and to watch the first one so have you seen any of the saw movies i actually have not i kind of have avoided them just one, because I, I usually was not a huge fan of the horror genre, but also not um, wanting to watch, like you said, torture porn type stuff. So I have not actively avoided it, but I just haven't seeked it out. And uh, a lot of people have told me I should just watch the first one, so I've been tempted to. Um, but, I, th- yeah, the only thing I know of is just I listened to a podcast with the writer of the first few and listened to his story, and it was just kind of cool how him and James Wan got to make the first one um, together. And, uh, yeah, I, it every time, like, they would announce a new one, I was like, another? Another? And then, like, now it's, like, Jigsaw. I'm like, okay, is this really... <laughs> like, what What else can we do? And, like, there's a reason why, like, the main writer, like, he wrote, like, a couple sequels, but he, like, explains on this one podcast, on the Script Notes podcast, he's just like, there's nothing more 
I can do with this. <laughs> so yeah. that's why he started doing like the Insidious franchise. Yeah, and you can tell like the main writers of the first couple are different because like the focus shifts. Again, like the first three as a trilogy are actually really good. And the first one is worth seeing because not only is it like a really quality movie, but like you said, James Wan uh, was a co-writer and a director. And now he's like one of the big guys in horror. Like he's doing The Conjuring, Insidious, um, you know, really big money makers in the horror franchise. And he's also doing Aquaman, which will be interesting to see like, that's uh interesting but like yeah he's also been like a producer on the annabelle movies and uh lights out and so like he he's gonna do the nun which is coming up and then i think we're getting like another conjuring so like he's definitely a big player in horror and it's just interesting to see saw as like the very first like feature he did and where it went from there um, so I would suggest the first one. I think the first one is the best, but no more. <laughs> no, no more. It's no more. It's done. It's it was weird and dark and somewhat fun while it lasted, but we can be done. Yeah, it came. You saw them, and you're done with them. I see. You could even say I jigsawed them. I will also say sorry I will also say real quick Jigsaw is a really good villain like he's sick and twisted and like his motivations are really complex like Jigsaw is a great villain so I was actually kind of excited for like the Jigsaw movie and then I realized like this is we're into like what nine ten movies now like let's call it a day yes um yeah, the the main thing I saw, uh, enjoyed was the Rick and Morty episode where they kind of do a uh, a saw parody. If you ever saw that, Mm-mm, I have not. Yeah, um, there's. <laughs> I, I won't get into it. It's uh, I I just loved it because look at the one character used like saw as like a like a different version of like a like a verb. Like, are you? Are, are you sawing us? You're sawing us. Like, <laughs> like Rick's character kind of turns into Jigsaw uh, for these other characters. And yeah, it's pretty funny. So uh, let's move on to my number three. And I know that this is one that I believe you wanted to put on your list too. But uh, that is the Indiana Jones franchise. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I did not, luckily, did not see the infamous... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull movie, but believe me, I am aware of all the fucking flaws. Uh, the nuked fridge, the CGI uh, character, the uh, not the the animals, the Shia LaBeouf inclusion, the fact that Indiana Indiana is like old now, and it just like, ugh, I have zero interest in seeing that movie. I have been hearing for the last year or so that they want to do a fifth one with Harrison Ford still as Indiana Jones. Um, Jess, uh, real quick before I possibly get on a tangent, what are your general opinions of the, the first three Indiana Jones? And did you see the fourth one? The first three are solid. Um, of course, they're Indiana Jones. They're iconic for a reason. They're great. Leave them how they are. Um... I did see the fourth one, 
It was a time. I mean, I was really pretty young when that movie came out. Yeah, I remember even 10 years ago sitting in the movie theater as a 16-year-old judging it really hard and being like, this is utterly ridiculous. Like, this is terrible. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, like, Shia LaBeouf in a motorcycle. Like, at one point he drives through a library. It's, like, so strange. And then, like, spoiler alert, it turns out he's Indiana Jones' son that he never knew about. Oh, my God. Didn't see that coming. Oh, my God. And then it... I can't remember, like, what the mission was, like, what the plot was, but I remember, like, the big reveal, again, spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen it by now, that's on you, um, was, like, aliens. It was, like, it was, like, they did something with aliens, that's all I remember. So, like, after that, it's, like, how can you even think about going on again? Because that fourth one was just so offensively bad. So why even try? Like, it was just so, 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 so bad that, like, let's just let it live and die. Forget about it. We have the three originals that are amazing. If we don't do any more, maybe people will still love it. Just, like, like my gripe with it going on again is, like, after that fourth one, like, how could you? Like, how could you? Yeah. It Here's, here's the thing that really ticks me off. So, like... I remember way back, like, reading some things about, like, kind of, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I think Steven Spielberg really only wanted to do one, and George Lucas kind of convinced him to do Temple of the Doom, and then he didn't want to do another one, but, again, Lucas, like, convinced him to do it again, and they literally called the third movie The Last Crusade. They called it The Last Crusade so that they shouldn't make more. Why on earth would you then, well, we'll do one, and then, oh, we'll do another one. Like, sure, I could understand maybe it's like, well, the fourth one was so bad we want to make up for it. But honestly, that's not going to be hard to do. It's not like, 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 what is the challenge here? And also, Harrison Ford's getting old, guys. Like, we already saw, like, him in Force Awakens, and that was great. And then he returned as Decker for the Blade Runner franchise. Like, why are we just revisiting all of Harrison Ford's, like, most famous characters um, I mean, the the Star Wars thing, it makes sense. Uh, they concluded, like, his story and kind of uh, wrapped up uh, arcs and such and did certain things. But why, why on earth do we need to do more Indiana Jones? Why can't you just take whatever idea it is, like with Charlie's Angels, just do a new adventure archaeologist type. It doesn't have to be Indiana Jones. It certainly shouldn't, doesn't have to be Shia LaBeouf as a young, uh, descendant of Indiana Jones. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, it, it, it infuriates me because like even, I think, I don't know if it was Spielberg who came up with the title last crusade to try to maybe convince Lucas, like, we should stop doing these. But then he even agreed to a fourth one, and now he's possibly going to do a fifth one. Harrison Ford already got injured on the set of Force Awakens. And I, I don't know if he got injured on Blade Runner 2, but, like, the older he's getting, guys, like, do we want him swinging on stuff? Do we want him punching Nazis and stuff? Like, this... It just doesn't make sense anymore. I, I don't see any good that can come of it. Because no matter what, even if you make this one mind-blowingly good, it doesn't erase Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> it still happened. 
Like, that's not how it works. You don't get to make a good one and be like, see, the other one doesn't exist. Like, no, it will forever be a movie that was spent millions of dollars on and lots of talented people worked on it. So it, it's not going away. I don't know. I, I, I just... It, we understand why franchises need to be a thing, but this one, it's been, like you said, 10 years since the last one. There was like a 10 years since, I think, Last Crusade before that. Why on earth does this need to go again like 30-some years later? I I, I can't. I just can't. Uh. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't see the point in it. I don't see... Again, it's like Charlie's Angels. Like, who asked for this? Like, who who's demanding more Indiana Jones content? Like, like really? But, like, also, when it was first announced that they were going to be doing it, wasn't, like, Chris Pratt signed on to be in this one as well? So it sort of seemed like they would be doing what you had said, potentially, that, like, yeah, it's Indiana Jones, and yeah, Harrison Ford's in it, but, like, it doesn't really seem like he would be, like, the main guy, which is, like, well, then it's not Indiana Jones. Like, like then then there's just, yeah. like, a, then there's just a movie with Harrison Ford. Like, um, so I didn't get it. I don't know if Chris Pratt is still on board for it, because now, like, actually a couple weeks ago... I don't think he is. Okay, that's fine. We don't need him in any more things. He can go away. I, I'm kind of getting sick of him. Um... Uh, I think the last time I heard a couple weeks ago, they announced that they have to push back their 2019 deadline to 2020. So that's yes. a, that's a bad sign already. Like that's not particularly great. That doesn't get people more hyped when you have to push back a movie, especially for a movie that like again, like no one was really that hyped about in the first place. Um, I just don't see the point. I really don't. I don't see it. I don't get it. Like. Like, yeah, like, Harrison Ford coming back for Star Wars worked. I really liked Blade Runner 2049. I liked him in it. But, like, again, like, why are we doing, like, a revival of Harrison Ford movies? Like, what are we going to do next? Like, Air Force One, Two? Like, come on. Like, let's just stop that. (laughs) Only if they bring Gary Oldman back. Uh He's alive still, so they could. He's alive still. He did not have his neck broken in the last one. No, um, I meant, like, f- in real life, because Alan Rickman's the one that's oh, yeah. dead. <laughs> Great which, callback, Jess. Which my brain uh, did a second where I was like, oh, wait, is that a Brandon joke, or is he available? But he's available. He's alive. <laughs> he's available. He's alive. He did just win an Oscar. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Alan Rickman. It was very oh much my. alive Gary Oldman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, uh, Indiana Jones needs to go away, and we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Jess, what is your number two franchise that should go away? I feel like my number two is kind of controversial, especially for our demographic, but I'm just going to say it. Batman needs to go away. We need to stop. Can you be specific? Okay. Ben Affleck Batman needs to go away. Uh, These weird derivatives of the Joker need to go away. Here's why. Question. Yes, sure. 
Do you mean you don't want any more Batmans, or you just don't want how DC is currently handling it? Kind of a bit of both. I would say, um, more so I don't want Ben Affleck Batman. I think he's a terrible Batman. I think he's... I think he's already out. I think they're already looking for another one. I've heard that. So that's, like, the crazy part of this whole thing, too, is that, like... The behind the scenes of this Batman is more entertaining than whatever Batman movie they're gonna do. Like, really, yeah. like, like all this drama of like. At first, Ben Affleck was gonna star and it direct and write. And write. Yeah, he was gonna yeah. do all of it because he's just so good at filmmaking. But like, really, he's okay. Like, calm down. Um, and then it was he was demoted to like just star in it. And then it was, like, after Justice League, they're like, well, maybe he'll just, we'll just get rid of him. And, like, that enough is, like, okay, this was a really bad idea. Let's halt the brakes. Let's get rid of him. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I think Ben Affleck is kind of the worst. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's that amazing. I think he's okay. Like, I think he's just okay. Like, to me, he's one of those actors that just, like, talks when he's acting and he's not actually acting you know how like there's some actors who just like say lines and that's it like to me he's that kind of person um <laughs> where it's just like okay yeah good good yeah he said that word he said that word right like okay um but yeah no this this idea was definitely like further instilled after seeing justice league and you can just tell his acting is so monotone and it feels like it's because Ben Affleck doesn't even want to be there. So he's not even going to try and he's just going to say his words and he's going to, they're going to call cut and he's going to leave the set and he's going to be done and he's going to get his paycheck and he's going to be done. <laughs> like that's, that's just how it feels. So like that alone, that needs to go away. He's a terrible Batman. It wasn't that good of an idea to begin with. Like, let's just reel it back. Um, so I didn't know, I, I don't know like what, if or even if DC knows like what the deal with the solo Batman movie was because that's been all over the place so who knows if that's actually happening I don't but I, I don't think it should um I also think like the second part of your question I think that in my opinion Christopher Nolan hit the high with Batman and I don't think it can get any better than what he did and I don't think anyone should try because I think it was just so good that we're never going to get that. We are never going to get that type of Batman movie again, anything that's as amazing as that was. We're never going to get another Joker like that. We're never going to get the enemies, the villains, the Gotham, like how we had it then. And we shouldn't try because we're never going to achieve that. That's what I think. I don't think anyone could do it. Um, I don't. I have no desire to see... Yeah, I feel like, what, do you, what would you like to say? <laughs> do you agree with that? Uh, so, most of which, yes. Uh, the Ben Affleck Batman needs to go. It was a fun little experiment while it lasted. But, the like you said, the backstage, but behind-the-scenes drama, to go from writer, director, actor, to just actor, I think from just to actor, writer, to just actor, to now not even, now new director, new writer, now new Batman. Like, it just... It is the complete opposite trajectory of where it was. But my thing is... I don't think the Batman franchise needs to go away, per se. This specific incarnation and the DC Extended Universe, I would definitely agree with. And I almost put that on my list. But... Um, have you read any Batman comics, Jess? No, I haven't. That is the only reason why... 
I think that a Batman Batman movies can possibly and actually they no they can they can get better than the Christopher Nolan movies. There are some Batman written stories on the page and, and like also drawn with the artistry that are better than the Dark Knight movies. And that's coming from a guy who for the longest time the Dark Knight was his favorite movie, like the comics can beat it. It's just and that's what kills me so much about these movies is they're like, oh, we're going to do this, this and this and this. And it's like, yeah, follow one of the comic books. Like, don't you don't have to do a straight adaptation like some of the DC animated movies do. But just take the lead, you know, like maybe give it to one of the comic writers, for Christ's sake. Like they're coming up with great ideas like Batman Hush, uh, The Killing Joke, uh, Dark Knight Returns, which kind of took inspiration for um, Dark Knight Rises and like uh, things that are done well in the Batman comic books. And there's a reason why like you walk into a comic book shop and there's such a huge Batman section. It's like not just because the character's popular, but because some of the best written comics like of all time, like the Long Halloween and all these things, are fantastic stories that just happen to have Batman in it. So, but I also agree that these Joker movies need to stop. They need to they need to just like retool, get some new writers directors involved that have no attachment to the DC extended universe so that they can just start over and like look like look what happened when you let someone like Nolan come onto the franchise like it made it after Batman and Robin with Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, George Clooney like it was so bad that they just gave it to someone they're like yeah here's this guy up and comer Christopher Nolan you know he did Memento and he did this uh, Insomnia and all these other things yeah he, he let him do it like they should do that but give it to someone, whether it's like comic experience, comic writers or young filmmakers that love the character so much that they'll do it properly and different um, because I've seen I've read and I have not read that many comics, but the handful I've read of Batman are amazing and have great twists. I, I, I think you would even like even though you're not a big comic person, Jess, I think you would just love the stories because like they're told well uh, like the Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, and I I get that argument, and I've heard that argument from a few different comic book writers that, like, there's so much... Or not comic book writers, a few different comic book readers that there's so much possible source material from the comics that it could be, like, an endless amount of Batman movies. Like, I've heard that, and I get that, but, like, why? Like, why? I don't, like, I just don't understand the regurgitation of the same. It's, like, kind of how I feel about uh, Spider-Man. It's, like, just the regurgitation of the essentially the same story, same thing, over and over and over. And I feel like with the Batman in film version, not so much comic book version, I think we would run into this weird dynamic of, like, constantly trying to, like, one-up each other with, like, my Batman movie's better than your Batman movie. And it's like, how about we just make different movies, you guys? Like, mm. I, I could see, like, I think I would like the idea of, this is going to sound weird, but something sort of like how Suicide Squad took these, like, characters and had Batman, like, in the peripheral. Like, he was, like, around, he was, like, his, 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 he's there, but, like, it wasn't his story. It was, like, a villain story. And I know there's a lot of really good Batman villains, so I think something like that could even be cool, where, like, let's say they get an actor who's not shitty Ben Affleck, like, someone who's 
decent, maybe not that well known, and cast him as Army Batman. Hammer. Army <laughs> Hammer. Like, yeah, he'd be a good Batman. He was supposed to be Batman, right? Wasn't he supposed to yeah, be? Yeah, there was talks. That's right. And I forgot. Was it? Who was it? Whatever. Anyway, that fell through. But like someone to be Batman for like X amount of movies, but he's not the star. He's in the peripheral, and the star is this villain, and the next movie is that villain. Like, something like like Arkham villains. Like, that could be really cool. Like, that's an area that hasn't been super explored. But instead of doing that, it's like, well, how about this Batman take? Or how about this time he's older, and this time he's angry. Ben Affleck's Batman's angry. And now we're going to get a new Batman that's not Ben Affleck. It's just like, okay, it's like the same guy. It's like, I get it. Like, he's been rich, and he's sad, and I get it. Like... I think there could be other areas of his universe that are explored that aren't necessarily him, but it doesn't seem like we're getting there because what we're getting is weird DC extended universe and who knows, question mark, new Batman, like maybe. And then we're also getting what what we've already gotten, Jared Leto's like god-awful Joker come fight me it was awful um and then we're gonna get Joaquin Phoenix as a Joker too and it's like well that's weird too because again in my mind no one's gonna be Heath Ledger as a Joker like it's just not gonna happen and like let's just pump the brakes on the Joker like let's focus or take a break from that character for a long while yeah like like, just just take a good 10 so years we don't need a, ten, like ten to fifteen to twenty years. Like there are so many Batman villains, and yeah, I, 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 I agree with a lot of things you're saying. Like the regurgitation and like people are trying to one up one another and do like, oh, now he's different. But like, the, the thing that they need to do is go back to basics. So like the reason why, and I'm still gonna say this, Jess, you need to see Spider-Man: Homecoming. If you don't see it, I'm gonna put it on your movie <laughs> you homework. Do, next you do. You have. So. No, I'm never gonna watch this movie. Like you, I'm gonna put it on um, your homework. <laughs> I'm just like not. Gonna, I'm just gonna like be so bored watching it. Like, but no, come on. Because it's how the character was done correctly. It's so the, the reason it's why the I'm same though. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's the same. Like, what's so different? Like, I'm sorry. It's the same. Because it's how the character's supposed to be done, and like basically the reason why the Nolan movie started working is because how the Batman character should be done is it literally started, they were called Detective Comics. Like, it was a detective story about this guy who dressed up as a bat. Like, they need to go into Batman, he's the world's greatest detective, and, like, yeah, there can be action sequences, but it shouldn't be like Ben Affleck's Batman where he's fighting Superman and he's uh, doing these warehouse sequences where he's, like, shooting a bunch of people. Like, they don't need to do that they need to go back to basics and have a really awesome like the long halloween or hush like detective stories where he's trying to figure out this thing with the villain like put him against the riddler and they're trying to outmatch each other like intellectually and things like that opposed to trying to make him just this big action star and that was the great thing about the nolan movies is like it it had other stuff going on besides the action pieces um, so that's what I think they need to do with Batman is go back to basics. What made him popular? What has made him sustain over all these years of comics? It was because he was a detective and because, um, the great villains and yeah, stop trying to make him this over bloated action hero. Cause we've seen enough of that. Go like get the budget down to like 
50 million or less and just do something that's realistic and not crazy CGI or green screen Snyder looking things. Yeah, and I just think, you know, on that note too, like the Joker as a character needs to be like put to rest. I don't, I, th- I think we've seen it enough. And when I read that they were doing another Joaquin Phoenix Joker, it's just like, well, why? But why? Like, we already, we just had one we just had one before that we had one before that we had it's because joker's one of the most popular characters that's why unfortunately yeah (laughs) but like we've had we've done them like we've done them like that's the thing like yeah he's clearly popular but like we had jack nicholson and then we had Heath ledger and it's like jared leto was a weird situation like shouldn't we have learned after that to just like give it a rest and so wait do you know are they doing the Joaquin Phoenix Joker as a new regurgitation of the story or are they doing that and Jared Leto's still gonna be around like I don't understand that so they're they're what they want to start doing is basically like one-off slash they're not in the DC extended universe it's just a separate movie separate thing different time period like it's not connected at all it's just its own it's kind of like you know you read like a series of books and then it's like like a like a one-off like separate story and like they used to do that in comics all the time it's like sometimes they'd have these long runs that go hundreds of issues and sometimes they just do these mini stories that don't were like a mini series like seven issue beginning middle and end and so they're i think they're realizing that they should do that to separate themselves from marvel and do uh, one-off stories and uh, characters maybe different and not have to be in that Justice League universe of characters. That just sounds, like, so messy and convoluted. Like, I feel like like they're trying to set themselves so far from Marvel that, like, they're just doing things that are so weird like I don't know like part of the reason why Marvel's so successful is because there is a sync up of all their movies like all of their movies are in sync with each other and it works because you want to see them because you remember this character from that movie and just like it works well and like so that like one-off of like a totally different guy playing the same character just sounds like like a hot mess I don't know I don't know (laughs) I don't get it I really I don't and Joaquin Phoenix and Jared Leto, I think, are so obnoxious. Like, I can't... I, yikes. Like, nah. <laughs> yikes. I will not be seeing that movie, I'm sure. Like, I'll just rewatch The Dark Knight and call it a day. <laughs> so, yes, my number two franchise that should end is the Fast and or Furious franchise. <laughs> I... It's funny, I've really only seen the first movie and I've seen clips and sections of various others. Uh, I've seen some of the second one and Tokyo Drift and all these other ones. And this is, I understand a lot of people are like, it's just stupid fun action. I'm like, but does it need to be this stupid? Does it need to be this like machismo and, you know, like, just like, ooh, let's just see how many big action stars we can put in like crazy cars and do these heists and do these things and uh, it I feel like it's such a I, I don't understand how it's making all this money I, I don't understand why uh, how they're doing so well I 
guys, in the last one, the quote-unquote fate of the fear, fate and furious, or however the, they've been naming these damn movies, um, The Rock literally was hanging out of a car as they were driving across ice, and he redirected a torpedo. These movies need to stop. <laughs> this is obnoxious. I love The Rock, but by God, we, we can't have any more of these things. And I, I'm pretty sure they said, they're like, oh, we'll do like only like 10 or 12 and stop. And I'm like, what? 10 or 12? <laughs> like, there shouldn't have been more than one. <laughs> and I understand there's a reinvigoration of the franchise since they kind of switch from just, like, racing cool car movies to uh, heist-slash-like-action franchise things. But I, I, I think it's dumb. I think it makes us a little dumber. Anytime we watch something like that, I just I can't handle it anymore. I feel like all those actors can just be in various other franchises in different capacities and not in a movie where The Rock redirects a fucking torpedo with his hands. I can't. I can't even deal with that. That is too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, how how many of these have you seen, Jess? Um, definitely the first one. I think only the first two. Yeah. yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after that, no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's kind of an indication right there. And and I know, like I said, there are people that are going to defend those movies and say they're stupid fun. But, like, why? There are so many other action movies out there. Like, and they don't have to all be Marvel movies, but you can do action without being this dumb. Yeah, I don't really have much to say on this franchise. <laughs> I, don't, I don't... I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, it's cars and muscly guys, and yeah, they're riding fast and they're furious. Like, okay. Yeah, I like you said. There's not much to say. I mean, at least some of our franchises on here have had like great, solid moments or like good ups. But like, I just. Every time the new trailer comes out for the new one, I'm like, oh, again? And then, like, just when I think, like, oh, well, they can't get more ridiculous, they dropped plane, uh, cars out of planes. They jumped a car from one building to another. Oh, they're, now they're redirecting a fucking torpedo with bare hands. I can't. I mean, <laughs> like... Uh, like they literally had a scene where the rock like had broke his arm and was in a cast and he he needed to like fucking go and so he flexed out of his cast and yeah no he broke yes that he, sounds like, like something out of Sharknado honestly like yeah. no that's oh my god although Sharknado sounds more fun than this shit because like Sharknado knows it's supposed to be stupid and they're not spending a lot of money on it. Good God. You know like, what's something to... really sad is that is one franchise that is coming to an end. They're doing one more, and then they're done. Sharknado? Yeah. I love the Sharknado movies. I've seen all of them. I love them so <laughs> oh much. Oh, my God. I love them. I haven't even seen one, much less all of them. Oh, my God. You need to get on it. They're so good. You would love the first one. Like, oh, they're so brilliant. Like, global swarming is next level. Like... So careful, careful using the word brilliant with that <laughs> franchise. <laughs> so All good. right, Jess. 
since we're getting speechless when it comes to the Fast and or Furious franchise, what is your number one franchise that needs to end? Well, honestly, this one leaves me speechless, too, so I really don't have much to say on it. But what absolutely needs to go away forever is Minions. (laughs) Right? Minions. Like, what? (laughs) Again, like, I I think it was Jurassic World I said this about, but, like, really with Minions, like, we as a human race, are better than this. We are better than this. We are smarter than this. We are capable. No, we should not have to do this to ourselves. Um, No, no, no. So, like, there is definitely going to be a second one that is going to come out in 2020. So it's happening. It's continuing. Oh, no. I don't remember when the first one came out, but what I do, I think it was, like, two or three years ago when the first one came out, and those little red, those little fuckers were everywhere. Like, everywhere. They were on Amazon boxes. They were on buses. They were everywhere. Like, the marketing for these Minion movies was absolutely insane. And they still are a very much part of our pop culture. Like, I still see them on, like, my social media feed and memes and, like, in weird jokes. Like, they're still a thing. And we need to accept that this is below us and we are better than this. And we are smart people, capable of laughing at good jokes, not just little yellow balls bouncing around making weird noises. Um, no, just no, just no, 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 no. Um, I, out of, like, the Minions franchise, like, the only thing I saw was, like, Despicable Me 1, um, which is a cute, like, good, sweet animated movie. It's good. And that's the first time we, like, see them. Um... There were two other Despicable Me movies. There's talks of a fourth one. Um, You know, I don't know much past the first one, but I just don't understand the appeal of Minions. What I really don't understand are the, like, older people that like them, like, people our age and up. Like, I understand if you have kids, you want to take them to a movie like this, whatever. But, like, what I don't understand is people who just, like, genuinely like them and are out of that age demographic (sighs) so yeah not much more to say besides just just do better guys we can do better we can do better than minions and like you can't even make the excuse like for that one like oh it's for a younger demographic like yes but like how many movies have we had come out like that are kids movies that are for the whole family and quality and like this one like you said is just stupid like there's no i saw the first despicable me and then i saw uh i think it was like a good good half hour uh when someone else was watching minions and i was like what why how how did they make a feature length movie about this stupid shit and <clears throat> uh yeah uh, the fact that they kept going with the Despicable Me franchise, now they're doing Minions, like, it needs to go away. It doesn't... I often joke with, like, reality TV and, uh, well, certain aspects of reality TV and, like, certain shows or movies, like, it's making the country dumber. This is one of them. Minions, you're literally making the country dumber. 
um, because you're just having a bunch of kids going like, blah, 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 you know, making noises <laughs> and like with their like stupid little overalls and goggles and shit. Like, sure. Oh, you know, they look cute. Great. Look at it as a stuffed animal. Don't have a 90 minute millions of dollars spent movie about it. You know what I was thinking about? a couple days ago when we were, like, coming up with this episode, I was thinking about, like, in, like, I don't know, let's say, like, 500 years from now, archaeologists in the future are just, like, digging, doing their thing, and they come across (laughs) a minion. Like, what is the human race going to think about minions when they come across it as an artifact? Isn't that a sad Uh, thought? (laughs) It is. And I don't even know... What they would say, honestly, <laughs> they would probably be sorely disappointed and be like, ah, those stupid people back in the 2000s and 2010s. No wonder they elected who they elected. Um. Right. You know how, like, sometimes, like, no, you're so right. You're so, 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 so right about that. But, like, you know how sometimes, like, if you see, like, like religious history, for instance, like like, images of, like, certain icons or certain, like, like figures in like Hinduism or Buddhism and sometimes even in Christianity. Like, like what if an archeologist comes across the minions and notices like it's in like different pieces of history? Like, Oh, here's a photo of the minions on the bus. Like what if they think like the minions since they were everywhere was like a religious icon? It's like, Oh, we've noticed in these photos, this, interesting figure keeps popping up like who i wonder if it was like some sort of religious symbol like who we we did this to ourselves you guys this is really bad and we need to stop this and we need to cut this out because i will not have our minions be like the next mascot for america we are not doing that (laughs) yes please go away just show your kids any of the other tons of children movies that we grew up with that were perfectly fine like the shrek the 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 lion king toy story monsters inc like most pixar movies or any of the disney ones that, that we grew up with those weren't fucking stupid they had stories and scripts and ideas and story arcs and things happened whether it was obvious or not that they'd happen there was Things that were attempted. This is not an attempt. I guarantee a bunch of people were sitting in a room like writing or coming up with it. They're like, oh my God, they're just speaking gibberish and doing stupid shit and we're going to make so much money. Like, <laughs> I guarantee, like they were laughing as they took their checks to the bank with their fucking champagne and limo drivers. Like, oh my God, why? Why on earth did anyone do this? I don't know how the editors and effects people survived. Like, I wonder if they had to just have, like, except for the audio people, like, the audio off, because they just, like, ooh, I can't listen to the, like, you know, I can't, I can't. That's something Um, I never thought about, nor do I want to think about again, the behind the scenes of the Minions movie. This sounds terrible. (laughs) Oh, God. Like, the next Minions movie is just going to be them, like, laughing at the screen, like, (laughs) you stupid fucks. (laughs) Oh, that's so dark, but probably so true. (laughs) Right. And they, and everyone would eat it up. Um, 
So before I get in any more angry rants about minions, I'm going to have to move on to the final franchise that we both agree should end, and that is the Transformers franchise. Why in the fuck did this go past a second or third movie? Why are there like five and a Bumblebee spinoff movie is coming out in December with John Cena and Haley Steinfeld. And like, there's more, oh wait, is there six for Christ's sake? Like there's, there, uh, why, why are there so many transformer movies? And I, I, and I can honestly explain why it's usually because these movies for the longest time were doing well in Asia and other countries, even though they weren't doing well here. So financially they were, a success in making millions of uh, over billions of dollars. But it comes back to like what you were bringing up with like minions. This is just making the country dumber. It's just big robots exploding and there's nothing different there. Oh, there's, Oh, we got rid of Shia LaBeouf. Now we brought in Marky Mark. All right. What? (laughs) And there's nothing new you can do with these. Everything's been done. What different fashion that you can have explosions and giant CGI effects. It's just, it's been done. And what's funny is the best Transformers movie was probably the original animated one. (laughs) The one where they killed Optimus Prime in a dark opening, like, 30-so minutes, and then you had to sit with that for the rest of the movie, like, crushing child's, like, children's spirits. But see, and Orson Welles did the voice of Megatron, I think. Like, <laughs> wow, this is, I didn't know about this. What? Yeah, the old animated one. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. I just remember I cried when Optimus Prime died. But, uh, yeah, there's nothing new coming to the franchise. And I was so happy to hear that this last one that came out finally did not do well overseas either. And what's funny is almost every... Transformers movie, Michael Bay, which is like infamous for just terrible director, is like, yeah, this will probably be my last one. And then did a third one. Yeah, this will probably be my last one. Did a fourth one. All right, this should be my last one. Fifth one. Christ! Like, the guy who makes shitty movies doesn't even want to do them. Isn't that an indication? (laughs) The only reason he's probably doing it is probably because they're giving him big-ass checks to do them. But the fact that he wants to step away, the man who makes the creative choices that he does, that is the indication that it needs to go away. Is when even he, who has zero standards, wants to let it die. So just... (laughs) before I keep going on my soapbox go on I fully agree with everything you just said like fully 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 um I saw the first three the first one was solid fun whatever it was okay like it was fun it was fine um cool action sequences good soundtrack whatever that's all it needed to be, but somehow it expanded into this monster. Um, the last one I saw was the third one. It was not good, but what I did enjoy about it was that it took place in Chicago, 
and the robots really fuck up the city. And so that was kind of cool to see, like, my city be like, destroyed by robots, oh my god! Um, <laughs> that was it, though. That was, like, the only cool thing about it. Everything, like, the plot was terrible. It was really rough. Uh, yikes, no, not good. And then from what I understand, like, the fourth one, without Shia LaBeouf, now Marky Mark, um, also was Chicago, and I think it was pretty much just the same. Like, oh no, our city! And it's Chicago... And then I couldn't even tell you, I think, I think there's a fifth one and then this Bumblebee is going to be a sixth one and then maybe there's, I don't know, it's just too much and it's literally just like the same thing. Like it is literally the same thing. It is robots fighting each other, screwing things up, humans being like, what are we going to do? And then they don't, they figure something out and then it moves on to the next movie and I just... I don't get it. Also, T.J. Miller is in them, and he's super problematic. So, like, that doesn't help it either, in my book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how they convinced Anthony Hopkins to be in, like, wasn't he in the fifth one? What? He was? I think so. I feel like Anthony Hopkins is just so old that he's like, you know what, fuck it. Like, people love me. (laughs) I already have a legacy. I'm just going to do anything. Like, I don't care. I will do it. Like, he does... Have you noticed that, like, he kind of just does anything nowadays. Like, he pops up in the most <laughs> random shit. And it's just like, I'm old. I'm just here. Like, whatever. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> strange how, I don't know. Wow, I didn't know that. I don't get it. It needs to end. So that is why it's my number one. It's, yeah. It just infuriates me every time I hear that a new one is in production. Any final thoughts on our 10 big movie franchises that should end? I mean, I think, like, some franchises are really solid and bring a lot of joy to people and can be really entertaining. But, you know, there's this whole argument of oversaturation in the film industry with franchises. And I do agree with that to a certain extent, But I think it's, like, franchises, like, we discussed that really give it a bad name and, like, push it over the edge. And I think, like, I don't know, just, like, as a moviegoer, like, I don't know. Like, some of these, like, just, just, like, I don't understand the appeal of most of them. And I think there there are some really great, amazing franchises I love. And then there's some really awful ones. And just because they're big summer movies or big blockbuster spectacles doesn't mean you have to give your money to them because then this is going to keep like this weird cycle of like the same plot over and over and over again and then we get into the argument of like doesn't Hollywood have anything original it's like yeah they do but you don't give your money to see them you give your money to see you know Terminator whatever the fuck because it looked cool and it's just like I don't know I don't know go see the good franchises Stay away from the bad. You can usually clock them by the trailer. Like, yeah, know that's your the worth. thing. That's the thing is like most of these franchises, the latest movies, like the ones that we're talking about, are bad. And when they start going downhill, the trailers are bad. So why? Like, sure, there are movies that have bad trailers that are good, and movies that are good that have bad trailers, and so forth. But it's pretty obvious when. Uh, the trailer is bad that, yeah, movie's going to be bad too, most likely. Um, so, 
real quick, Jess, do you just want to read uh, your five again? We'll read my five. And uh, just to, to wrap up here. Yeah, so my five were Jurassic World, Charlie's Angels, Saw, Batman, and Minions. Yes, and mine were Pirates of the Caribbean, The Terminator Franchise, Indiana Jones, Fast and the Furious, and Transformer. So, Jess, that is the ten franchises we believe should end. Um, Before we start wrapping up here, do you have yourself an LOL of the week? Yes. My LOL of the week is a tweet from... Laser Duve, I'll spell that because I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I think it's at L A Z E R D O O V, and his tweet is: My mom has a podcast, but you can only hear it if you have the password to my voicemail. Which, <laughs> <laughs> like anyone who has a mother who leaves them voicemails, like yeah, moms just talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> And, like, I've gotten to the point now where I, Mom, you're probably listening, I don't even listen to her voicemails anymore. I just, like, just call her back because I don't need to hear her whole life story. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I'm, I'm just going to call you back. You can tell me then. You don't have to tell my machine. Like, I got it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very accurate. Luckily, my mom does not leave those long voicemails, but um, I there definitely was a time on the home answering machine she would do that and yeah the, sometimes with my friends if I do get their voicemail sometimes I love just leaving as long as it'll let me like I think the limit is like five minutes or something oh my god like just <laughs> just to see if I was just like something like alright we're about three and a half so minutes in if you really are still listening text me the term Oreos or like something like that so I know that you listen to this like something like that because why not um so Jess are you familiar with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from back in the day I am so offended you would even ask me that question <laughs> yes I know, but how, how, fam- how familiar um Let's just say one year for Kim, uh, for okay. Let's just say one year for Halloween, I was Kimberly, Pink Power Ranger, and according to my mother, I wore that costume every day for like three months straight. Like I would not take it off. Oh, also, this is how crazy into the Power Rangers I was. Whenever I would go out in public and someone who didn't know me would like ask for my name, I would say Kimberly, like as a kid, because I was so (laughs) into the Power Rangers. And so it was like this really weird, like identity crisis as a child, because I'd be like, I'm Kimberly, like, let's play pretend always. And like, my mom would have to be like, no, that's not actually her name. Like, which like, how crazy does that make me look as a child? But yeah, no, I was very deep into the Power Rangers. Um, (laughs) yeah, so that is good to hear. Um, so you'll definitely understand this, uh, this, uh, like little meme tweet that was done. So yeah, no, actually it was a tweet with a photo. Um, you know how Tommy the Green Ranger had like that dagger that he would like play as a flute to summon his big (laughs) dinosaur, um, Zord? Two, I know the dagger. (laughs) So it's, it's... (laughs) 
<laughs> it's an image of him, uh, like in the co- Green Ranger costume, like with the the knife on the side as a flute. And the tweet, this is from at Z Hour Rules, uh, Chris Sheehan dash Art. Couldn't sleep last night. I kept thinking about how the Green Ranger had a dagger that was a flute that sounded like a synthesizer that's trying to sound like a trumpet, and he blew it into it. He blew into it with his helmet on. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I shared that on Facebook and it's already got like a handful of likes just because everyone's like so true. <laughs> yeah, I never gave it that much thought until now. Like what a plot hole that is. <laughs> yeah, the I, I love the Green Ranger. But yeah, seeing that, I'm just like, yeah, that uh, is completely true <laughs> yeah, and that ridiculous. Makes no sense. <laughs> and just a clear uh, that gives away what that show is totally like and the, <laughs> the, the corners that those editors and sound people took and the fact that he's blowing onto a dagger with the helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another part. The helmet's on, and they did not have, like, an open mouth flap. I distinctly remember those <laughs> silver mouths, for sure. Yes, exactly. And I could totally see you being a Kimberly, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> You're like, that's the nicest thing you've ever heard. (laughs) What a compliment. If you want to listen to more of our podcast, please rate, review, subscribe on the Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, whatever uh, device you use, whether that's Podbean, Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, all those things. We really would appreciate it. If you leave us a review or tweet at us, any of that, we will read it on the podcast. And uh, if you'd like to give us episode ideas, what do you want us to talk about? Please email us at entertainmentbuffet at gmail.com, at entertainbuffet on Twitter. And also, please stay tuned. We will be posting. We competed, had a team compete in the 48-hour film project here in Chicago. And uh, our short film of Mice and Murder will be uh, hopefully coming onto YouTube in the next couple weeks after we screen them. If you're in the Chicago area, check it out. It's going to be at the Music Box Theater July 30th. It's a Monday. We are in the Group E of those uh, competitor screenings. Uh, it's going to be at 9.30 p.m. It should be awesome to see this ridiculous short film on the big screen that we made in 48 hours Um, along with some of the other competitors. So please uh, check all that stuff out. And also, uh, I've been meaning to do this more often, but uh, shout out to friends of podcasts who also shout us out on their podcast. Please check out Movie Trailer Trash, hosted by Charlie and Bethany Duber. Uh, I was really excited for them. They recently hosted a trivia night in Kansas City, um, a movie trivia night at a... uh, Location and apparently they had a great opening show. So if you're in the Kansas City area, listeners, please check that out. Look up Movie Trailer Trash Podcast for more information on all the social medias. And as well, please check out the Shelved Podcast, uh, hosted by Jeremy Meyer. I'm going to be a guest on that again very soon. Uh, He's had some cool guests uh, come on recently. I've been catching up on his episodes. He even got an interview with Mark Bernardin from Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman podcast. So check that one out as well. Jess, where can the listeners find you on the social medias? On Twitter and Instagram, I am at Jess Quaz. 
And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the pros, T-H-E-P-R-O-Z-E. Jess, anything you'd like to say as we're wrapping up episode 56 here? Um, we have our movie homework coming up next episode or two. Are you excited? I am. I'm really excited. Um, I still have not watched wrestling yet, so stay tuned to get all my <laughs> opinions on wrestling. <laughs> Yes, uh, I'm making my way through my homework. I'm excited for this Riverdale show and, and Queer Eye that you gave me. Um, it's going to be interesting episode coming up in the next episode or two. If you want to know what we're talking about, go listen to last episode. Jess and I gave ourselves some pop culture slash entertainment viewing homework. Yes, I love... Um, plugging the last episode because you guys should listen to it, but... Uh, let's just do a quick refresher, like what our homework is. So I sure. assigned for Brandon to watch um, Five Foot Two, the Lady Gaga music documentary, the first two episodes of the CW show Riverdale, and an episode of Queer Eye. I think it was episode three of season one. It's called Dig a Don't, all of which can be found on Netflix. So it's super easy for you guys to watch it and follow along with us. Yes, I uh, watched the Lady Gaga doc, and I actually uh, was really interested. I've been hearing such good things about Queer Eye that I started episode one. I think I'm going to just try watching all three uh, three episodes, or at least the first one and the third, just to kind of get more of a feel for everyone in it. But uh, And my homework for Jess was to watch the Batman and Bill documentary on Hulu, as well as the first two episodes of the Daredevil Netflix show, and gave her a couple wrestling matches to watch on the WWE Network. Please, um, if you would like, to, like Jess said, to follow along, um, those matches are Bailey and Sasha Banks from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, and then Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa at NXT TakeOver New Orleans from this last year. Um, yeah. I'm excited for this homework, Jess. I really want to know what you think of this. And also, I want to just talk about the ones you gave me. And it uh, should be a lot of fun. Yes, I'm excited to hear your opinions and to watch some things I would not normally watch. So we will talk about that on our next episode. Just like most of these franchises, everything should come to an end. And this episode of the podcast will be coming to an end right now.